0: Direct care workers make up 27% of America's health care workforce. That's nearly 4.3 million people who are paid as home health aides, nursing assistants, or personal care workers. And as America rapidly ages, the demand for care workers is only going to increase. By the year 2022, this caregiving workforce is expected to number over 5 million people, employing more workers than K-12 teachers, fast food workers, registered nurses, police, and firefighters. That's a lot of people clustered in one occupation, and it's one that puts the care of family and friends in the hands of relative strangers. Today, I'm honored to be speaking with one such care worker. Her name is Atanya Tanya Jackson. She's 22 years old. She lives in Florida, and she's here to talk about caring as a career choice. Tanya Jackson, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hello, hello.
0: Well, Tanya, tell us about where you grew up, a little bit about your family.
1: I grew up in Florida, in Royal Park. I moved, moved around a little to Wellington, to Boynton, to Delray, and back to Lake Worth. About my family, watch many people come in out my life as a child, like my grandmother, my uncles, my cousins, my grandfather, it goes on, mm-hmm. but they say that's life.
0: When you say come and go, do you mean people who have passed away? Yes. Okay. Well, do you have any brothers or sisters? Indeed. I have two
1: younger sisters. And so you're yes. the
0: oldest. And I think you told me you live with your mom. Is that right? Yes. Are you caring for anyone in your family?
1: Not at the moment. Beforehand, there was a situation that the family had to care for. My grandfather, he had cancer. And within uh, three months' time, he got rapidly sick. Was that recent? Last year.
0: And how old was he when he passed? 63. Oh, that's young. Oh, gosh. Mm -hmm. Did he live with you?
1: He lived with my aunt. And then when we knew that it was getting close to time, the whole family stayed in one house. So, for maybe a week and a half, we were there to his dying days. Yeah. That's what he wanted. My grandmother was an RN, and my mother was LPN. But even though she was in the medical school, my mother,
0: mm-hmm. it was hard for
1: her to care for her father, my grandfather. And he, he was pretty, pretty sick. And we watched him literally till his dying days.
0: What inspired you to go into this line of work? Um, good question.
1: (laughs) It was a lot of motivation to get into home health aid because my family was in medical, so.
0: Well, tell me about your training.
1: I went to school. I did a little in high school, Mm -hmm. medical work. And I went to school. The training, we took CPR courses. We did ADE courses, courses to prevent falling, privacy uh courses.
0: Did you get certified? Yes. And so so what is your professional designation? Is it home health aid?
1: Yes, an HHA. I
0: was looking into this a little bit, and I know that there is a difference between home health aides and personal care workers. And as I understand it, personal care workers, a lot of times they perform tasks that are the same as home health aides. But personal care workers can't provide any medical-related services. So, I, And I know it varies from state to state, but I'm wondering if, as a home health aide, you're able to administer, for instance, administer medications and stuff like that.
1: We're supposed to assist. We're supposed to help assist. Many of us take it beyond a level because we care, but you are not supposed to. Medication-wise, me personally, I would have someone above me to give that to her. Because I know that I'm not literally licensed to give that to her. And I, because I don't know the difference of her medication.
0: And, Tanya, how long have you been with your current agency?
1: A year and a half.
0: Were you with another agency before then?
1: Yes, for a year and three months. And why did you switch? The client I had was deceased, and they took a, a, a period of time to find me more work, so I switched.
0: And did you sign a contract with this current agency?
1: Yes, a contract about the clientele, like not working with multiple agencies, because at the end of the day, I'm still an independent contractor.
0: Oh, I see. So you signed a contract with this current agency, which we won't name.
1: Yes, about the clientele.
0: Mm-hmm. The kinds of services you would provide, you would agree to provide, that sort of thing? Yes. Do you, are you getting any benefits from this company, this agency? No, man. No. no. Yeah, no, I want you <laughs> not to be honest. So you're not getting any benefits. And so you don't have any work protections except the ones that the federal government gives yes, you. Yes. But other than that, you don't get health insurance through this agency?
1: Not at all. No. Health, dental, vision. Man. Nothing.
0: Okay, you don't get any benefits. And would you say that you think you're getting a fair wage?
1: No, not at all.
0: I know that in in Florida, the mean, the middle, is like $10 an hour. Exactly. So that's what you're getting, $10 an hour. Yes. Did you ever consider working like in a hospital or an adult daycare center?
1: No, not really. I kind of like to, to focus on one person at a time.
0: I see. Well, tell us how many clients that you have now.
1: At the moment, one.
0: Okay. So before your current client, who were you working for?
1: She was ninety-three years old. A ninety-three. She has Alzheimer's and dementia. She was a wonderful lady. She's outgoing. I stayed with that client the longest. She grew on me. Why? When you <laughs> she say she grew
0: on you, was she tough at first? Difficult?
1: No, no, no. She was just my grandmother's name was Mary, and mm-hmm. her husband as well. And she was it was a grandmother I would never had. How long were you with her? A year
0: wow and is she the one that just died yes that must have been hard for you
1: it was most people say don't get attached to who you work with but at the same time you can't help it they're human just like you are so it's kind of hard it was it was tough like the family was close i knew her intimate family Mm -hmm. even the ones out of state oh wow yes i met a lot it was a year's time i think We'd grown each other.
0: So the lady lived here in Florida, and then she had family members who were local and also family members who weren't local? Yes. Have you had clients whose family members have treated you badly?
1: I had a client, a son, kind of tell me as if I'm more than an HHA, like draw her blood or whatnot. Oh. It's kind of not my job. And I had to explain to him As well as to her, like, I can't do that you want me to do because of my license. And he was older. He was 73, and she was in her 90s. And I think he kind of held a grudge with me because he lived out of state as well. Uh Uh-huh. But it was a little difficult. But I never went to a situation where it was a long period of time where a family member had an issue with me.
0: Can you remember any sort of stressful situations and how you dealt with it, other than that one you just told me about maybe?
1: Um, when I had to tell the family that their grandmother died. That was tough.
0: How did you do that? How did that unfold?
1: Her son-in-law was in the living room and her great-great-granddaughter was on the computer. And her great-great-granddaughter was about my age, 23. And because the son-in-law was in the living room I told the great great granddaughter can she get him Uh and before she got him she I guess she kind of read my face Uh and it was a scene it was a scene for both of us
0: so you had to tell the family that the grandmom had died the 93 year old had died and so you went into the great great granddaughter's room to tell her to get her (laughs) father
1: yes and so then what happened after that and she she read my face I never had a client I never walked into that. That uh-huh. was my first situation of that. So it was, it was shocking to me. And we hid it from the daughter because we didn't want her to walk in. Because I know she was a baby of the family, and she she cared to the extent. Well, we know that she would passed out.
0: Oh, she would have <laughs> so, passed out.
1: Yes, yeah, she was. Uh-huh. Her sister came an hour away, and they knew before she did, and she was present in the house. Oh so wow! So that was.
0: It took some coordination to not tell her. It
1: did. She was she was asleep. She was sick. She was sick, so she didn't get up really. But when she found out, she was like, "How can you hide that?" She was kind of upset, but she knew it was in her best interest. So was she
0: the daughter of the woman who died? Yeah. I see. And it was her husband that you wanted to tell first through the great-granddaughter. Okay, I get it. Oh, gosh, that must have been so hard for you to have to tell. It was. It
1: really, really was. Because I was away for the weekend. They had a different aide. And then I came back. I walked in the room, and she was deceased. Did you panic? I did, because usually in the morning, my routine is to... Put some ice water right. on her train. That's my routine for her. And she usually here and open the blinds. I like, mean, not time to get up, but she didn't say anything. And I knew, I knew. And I took her blood pressure multiple times and nothing red. It was it was terrifying for me.
0: I can imagine also (laughs) because you were attached to that person.
1: Yes. Well,
0: bless your heart. Tanya, have you ever been injured as a result of working with a client, like maybe lifting someone or helping them out of bed or anything?
1: A client fell on my wrist. Like, she didn't literally fall, but it's how she sat. And I think that she somehow sat on my wrist or somewhat. Oh, I see. As I was putting her down, I guess she sat too fast. Pretty painful but yeah, I know she didn't mean it but I felt the pain.
0: <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So do you have health insurance? Yes. That's good. Is it through your mom? Yes. Is she still <laughs> practicing, your
1: mom? She got sick, so she's still down with hours, but yeah, she's still practicing. <laughs> Are you close to your mom? <laughs> yes I am. Cool. I'm her older, so yes. Yeah, I feel I'm not saying that I should play the second mom, but I think she raised enough to hold down her responsibilities if she was not here.
0: Are any of your friends doing this kind of work? And do you talk about it with them, and what do you say?
1: Yes, but most of them are a little older because it's the older field for most people, and they're more established with, like, children or a family life. So I hear their stories about how they make trying to make ends meet, and how they're pulled away with their families. They do a living just to make ends meet yeah. or hourly just to meet what they have. A lot of older women try to do hourly cases, but most people only can find living cases. But if you do a 12 hour shift, you make as much as a living in one day.
0: As a live in you get paid less? Yes. So it's more beneficial to you to be hourly rather than round the clock.
1: Me personally, I don't have too many things going on for me to say, oh, I, I can't do a living. But if it was like an everyday thing, I couldn't do it. I just know that a lot of caregivers are taking livings because they don't have hourly. And it's kind of hard because they're making less and takes a lot more time.
0: Right. Are there many people your age who are doing this that you know? During the
1: course of the class I took, I was literally the only 20-year-old.
0: When you were taking your yeah. training, you were the only yeah. one your age. Wow,
1: yeah. I'm kind of surprised I
0: mean, by that. Me
1: too.
0: Do you think you want to stay in this field? I mean, you're quite young. You're, you know, you're 22.
1: Yes, yeah, I would stay in this field. I would try to advance, Maybe to something higher. Such but as? I would keep, if I was really going to make a difference, I would go for an in and uh-huh. then uh-huh. cut out the middleman and open my own facility.
0: So what's the most number of clients you've had at one time? Like right now, I know you only have one client, but have you been super busy in the past where you've just kind of had to walk into a different situation every day? Or
1: uh, At the most, I had four clients within one week. Four that clients within the- one week? Yes. So those I'm were into- all
0: short-term assignments?
1: Yes, but they narrowed down. I don't think four clients a week. I think when you get a client, they shouldn't be just clients. A person you work with, it should not just be a job. So even if it's just for a day or so, that person you should connect in some way. It's not like you're working in the hospital, like you walk in and walk out. This is someone that you're going to spend time with. Someone that you need to get to know. Mm-hmm. Or it's not going to work. <laughs> it's just right. not going to
0: work. Have you ever had a situation where you've just said to your agency, I don't want to go back to that, that person?
1: I had a client call the agency and tell them that I was not there like for an, like an hour. I'm just washing dishes. Next thing I the phone's ringing. Mm-hmm. And I pick it up, I was like, hello, and it, it's the agency. It's like, I don't know why you're not at work. I was like, I'm here, like literally here.
0: The, oh, the client house. called the agency and told them that you weren't exactly. there when you exactly. were there.
1: And I don't know why, and it was like an hour later they told me that when they called, So I was like, so you will wait an hour later to find out where I am? (laughs) So that was, to me, it was strange on both halves. So you
0: were with a client when Mm -hmm. they called your agency in the house house, and they knew you were there.
1: Yes. My shift started at 8 8 a.m. Then they
0: called the agency to say that you weren't there.
1: After four hours in the shift.
0: After being on the shift for four (laughs) hours. Exactly. So was the client
1: cognitively impaired? That had a lot to do with it. But when she called, she explained to them as if I wasn't there at all. So I'm trying to tell her I'm here. I'm trying to reassure her that I was not going anywhere. It was a 12-hour shift. I'm not leaving till night. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to worry. Don't worry. And I'm reassuring my job. My job's coming at me. It was a big confusion at that time. That sounds stressful. I, it was kind of hard because I was filling in for a shift. Oh,
0: so maybe was, she was confused. So was that just, like, a one-time thing, or did you go back to that person? Yeah.
1: Sorry to say, I just, I didn't want her. I knew the next day it would have happened again. And Well, you have and, the
0: right to turn down work, right? Yes,
1: I do. And I usually don't, because I think everyone deserves a chance. I just think it was kind of hard, because I was doing multiple shifts, and yeah. I don't need someone to tell me that I wasn't there. And So I just, I was like, if you have a permanent case, I'll take it. But fulfilling things... <laughs>
0: I can't do it. Right. No it's, no more filling in. Okay. Well, that was a good, yes. good learning experience for you, right? Yes. Do you think that you've become better at it over time? Yes. How has it changed for you?
1: Like the clients, not knowing who I am sometimes. I, I had to get used to that. Like the clients I did have, like, it was sweet. But some days I'll walk in and they won't remember. Uh-huh. But when they do remember, it's, they're sweet again. They can't help it. You have to sit through it. But it, was, it was different for me because... I was more into numbers, but I went to nursing. Oh, <laughs> you were more into math. Oh,
0: that's yes. interesting.
1: And the medical field itself, it was it was different. Uh-huh. I went to this field because I, I knew that in its own way, from my grandfather's experience, why not help somebody? Why not help someone? That's awesome. how yeah. I I'm not a harsh person, and I think everyone needs a little help.
0: So your grandfather's sickness and subsequent passing really had an effect on you.
1: Yes, he was the first one, actually, that taught me. He was a first hands-on person.
0: He was your first client, in a way. (laughs) He was. Was it strange for you to get used to, like, dressing and bathing clients and stuff? Was that weird for you at first?
1: Yes, because I felt like they deserve privacy as well as we do. And some are a little shy than others, but... As a little caregiver, you have to break that insecurity amongst you and them. Mm-hmm. You have to make them comfortable. But it was, very, it was a little different. I was like, oh, no, I didn't want to rub them, like, dry them too hard or wash yeah. their hair too hard. I want a soft touch. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, it, it
0: takes a soft touch. Have you had to do, yeah. like, a lot of cooking and stuff? What are some of the other tasks that you've had to do?
1: Light housekeeping. My, I said, my 93 year client. She often went out, but she was a big snacker. <laughs> a big snacker.
0: <laughs> she a big snacker.
1: <laughs> but like just like housekeeping, and what's, not too much strain.
0: What's the worst part about the work that you do?
1: It depends on a client, but it, the lifting is is a big strain on some.
0: You mean physically lifting someone?
1: mm mm-hmm. I think at some agencies, to match you up with your body weight. Some agencies, they they just assign you. I don't think that's right, because supposedly the client is like, just bigger than you are. Yeah. Some agencies, they don't care, but they don't.
0: <laughs> I think that you would find a lot of family members saying that, like, why did you send me this person? You know, it's like a mismatch.
1: Yeah. If you're an agency, you should know your client. You should know your client before you just give them away. They're not just furniture. They're human, just like we are.
0: Does the agency that you're with now, do you talk to them routinely? Do you update them?
1: Me personally, they don't call. I haven't spoken to the agency I'm with since I started working.
0: Does it bother you? Do you care? Um,
1: yes, I do care because I feel like if you can assign me some work, I think you will find out how it's going. You yeah. can just ask me for my time sheet or, or tell me that we're close. There's multiple people, multiple staffing. It's not just one boss. It's multiple people that assign a caregiver. Mm -hmm. So I think that's fair enough to check in on the person that you assigned.
0: Have they checked in on you at all since you started your last client?
1: No, nothing. They gave me the wrong room.
0: (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) Are you sure (laughs) she's here? Oh, my gosh. So why did you choose this particular agency?
1: In the beginning, the school issued one agency. And the next agency, I went by hearsay. (laughs) So, okay.
0: So after you got out of school you were given an agency to work with, or it gave you a couple names of agencies. Yes. And then you were with that one agency for like you said, like a little more than a year? Yes. Okay. Well Tanya, what is something that home health aides should keep in mind?
1: I think that everyone should really pay attention to. Find someone that suits you. Give me a caregiver. Don't just do it because of the money. Money It counts a lot, money's a lot, but if it's not the right person, you're not going to have fun doing it, you're not going to do it well, you're not going to do it for long, you're not going to make the money at the end. But agencies, they're just a person behind the desk, and they get paid more, and you're being a caregiver, you should care. If you really care, bring them to their attention. Mm
0: -hmm. It sounds like there's a real disconnect between the agency and the care workers.
1: Because once you give your client, you're on your own unless something happens.
0: Yeah, it's it's like temp work. When I was younger, I used to do a lot of temp work. And you just kind of get thrown into a room and that's it. You're kind of on your own. Which is a strange model when you're dealing with human beings who have complex problems.
1: Yes, everyone has a different different ways. But I would love to do more hourly work and focus on one client. I like to give to him or her as family. I just feel like as anyone gets older, they remember faces. Even if they forget your name, they remember faces. And I think as a caregiver, as anyone, they're human, that you should talk to them, especially if you're going to spend a good amount of time with them. If they're willing to open up, why can't I? Right. Some things you should not talk about, and of course, you know your limits.
0: Uh-huh. Well, what are some of those limits? <laughs> Tell me. That's, no, that's a really interesting point. You have to maintain some professionalism. At the yes. same time, um, you don't you want you kind of want to get close to them because they're people.
1: Yes. So what I sort of things to,
0: won't you talk about?
1: I think the negative negative bring negative. Yeah. But some days I know that anyone older can give you great advice. But uh-huh. it's, you have to choose your battles or <laughs> choose when to ask the advice. Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> but that's funny. have you learned anything from your clients? Oh, have. Yeah. My client, she sold. And she made me sit down and sew. <laughs> so it, I learned that. something Sewing? That was, yes. And these little, little, little things go a long way because I didn't know them before or take time out to learn them.
0: Uh-huh. Well, is there anything else that you'd like to share about what you do and why you do it?
1: I just feel like everyone needs someone. And as a caregiver and as a family, everyone needs someone. And with anyone, you grow and you learn. And as a caregiver, my job is to be that companion. And I think some caregivers as well as agencies need to realize that you have to focus on what you're there for. But at the same time, why not have fun doing it? Mm It's not always about sitting or just doing what you think that you have to do. Have fun doing it. It's your job. Why not have
0: fun? What a great line to end on. Well, I really appreciate the work that you do. And thank you for taking the time to do this
1: interview. Thank you for giving me this time.
0: Tanya Jackson, she's a home health aide and she works in South Florida. We've just really just scratched the surface here. But thank you so much for participating in this show.
1: You're most welcome. bye -bye. Bye-bye.
0: That's it for today. Thanks for joining us. The AgeWise podcast is produced and edited by me, Jana Panaritis, and you can listen to the show and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. The AgeWise podcast is also distributed on the nationally syndicated Speak Up Talk radio network, the 24-7 streaming and on-demand network that's always on for you. And don't forget to check out our website for more amazing caregiving stories from the field. Go to agewise.com. That's A-G-E-W-Y-Z or Zed, as my Canadian mother says, and find out how you can be a guest on the show. Remember, every caregiver has a story. I want to hear yours.